Come. My time has come to talk about Led Zeppelin. Uh, maybe, maybe aside from the Beatles or the Rolling Stones, maybe the the single most important band in in I would say in musical history. If not in my personal musical history, uh, you're going to see why that's not true for me. I th- this one is this uh, episode is going to be very different than all the other ones I've done. All the other ones I've done, I did. Uh, uh, Iron Maiden and Metallica and Kiss and Motorhead and Slayer. These, these were bands that um, were were had a huge impact on me. I love them from from the time I was very very young. This one is is going to be different in in one way in the fact that I hate Led Zeppelin. I maybe it's better to say I hated Led Zeppelin. I'm I'm going to talk about that. Honestly, there there was a time in my life, a long long period of, of my life, and it's changed, but that I just couldn't stand Led Zeppelin. Things change and, and people change. Times change, people change, but you're still ugly. Somebody said that. I don't know who it was. But yeah, I hated Led Zeppelin. So this, this one is going to be different for a couple of reasons. Um, first of all, I do like Led Zeppelin now. I'm, I'm not going to waste my time talking about a band if I don't like them. So I, I do like Led Zeppelin now, but I'm going to talk about my history with Led Zeppelin. This is going to be, this, this, uh, again, I have to do this episode is going to be a little bit different because Normally I go through the band's catalog and I mention the point where I get into them. This one I'm going to do a little bit different from the start. I got into into Led Zeppelin very late. Uh, I think the first Led Zeppelin album uh, I ever, not I think, the first Led Zeppelin album I ever bought, the first time I ever bought a Led Zeppelin album was uh, 2011. And I'll, I'll talk about that shortly. But they're a band that... Um, what can I say about Led Zeppelin? So much to say, but so little. And I think this is going to be more about Led Zeppelin as a band rather than their individual albums, although I am going to go through their individual albums. I do have their whole discography, so give me that, and I'll give them that. But I did like Led Zeppelin enough that I uh, I did spend money to buy all of their albums. I bought all their CDs. So my, my Led Zeppelin history is very different than Slayer and Metallica and Iron Maiden and, and Motorhead and Kiss and all the other bands that I 
really love and, and that I've talked about in these videos. Led Zeppelin was a little bit before my time. Led Zeppelin, their first album came out in 1969. That's the same year I was born. I'll be, I'll be 51 years old later this year in a few months. And so they, they were a little bit before my time, although so, some of these other bands were before my time too. So I was, I was aware of Led Zeppelin in, I don't know when, maybe it was the late 70s or early 80s. 80, maybe 79 around there when I started to, maybe late 80s when I started to listen to radio and I listened to Led Zeppelin. And I, I guess I knew about them. I heard, I'd heard the name. And so when I started to listen to radio, which I used to do a lot when I was young, I, I heard all their, their radio hits and I, I knew them. I, I liked, I guess I liked the aspect of them that they were hard rock. They had, they had a, a guitar, which at that point I was, you know, a, was a huge Kiss fan and, and Kiss was guitar oriented and I liked hard rock and what would become known as heavy metal. I like that kind of music. So I like that aspect of Led Zeppelin, but I just never really got into them. And then later, the, the, this, this is how I ended up hated, Led, hating Led Zeppelin. When I was, when I started high school, I started high school in, uh, 83 or 84. I think it was 84, I guess. And, um, now there, there's a big difference between when, when you're, you know, in, in Canada, we say grade nine. We don't say a, a, um, a freshman or a junior or senior or sophomore. We don't say that. We say grade nine, the first year of high school. When I was in grade nine, there was, I mean, when, when you think about it now, there's not much of a difference between someone in grade nine and someone in grade 12. Uh, or for that matter, there's even less difference between somebody in grade nine and somebody in grade 10. But when I was in grade nine, and it's stupid, look, you know, thinking about it now, looking back on it. You used to think of the, the kids who were in grade 12. They were, they were like adults, even though they were only 17. When you're 13 or 14, you think, wow, these, these people are really old and they're adults. And so, so when I started high school at, at 13 or 14, um, you, you think of these kids, or you think of these kids as adults. And Led Zeppelin for me was an old band at that time. This was 83. Three or eighty-four. I should know when I started high school. And the, the people that and I was into at that point, I got into Metallica in 1983. I was already into Kiss since since 1975. I was into um, AC/DC and Black Sabbath and Van Halen in 80, 81, and Ozzy and uh, Motley Crue a little bit later in 1983, I guess. So for me, by the time I started, Led, uh, by the time I started high school, Led Zeppelin, they were old. They, they were, they were a band for old people. They were, they were well before my time. And for me, Metallica and Iron Maiden and, I don't know, Motley Crue and bands like that were a new breed, new breed. So, so back then I thought, ah, these, these, uh, these guys that listen to Led Zeppelin, they're all old guys. They're, that's like my parents' music. My parents would never in a million years listen to Led Zeppelin. But I, I thought, ah, this is this is old, uh, old music for old people. I want to listen to music. I want to listen to Metallica. And so I, I kind of um, had a, a little bit of a chip on my shoulder, I think, about Led Zeppelin and about some other music at that time. I'm going to talk about that, uh, I think not in the next episode, but maybe the one after that, or in some uh, time in the future about another band that has a, a similar um, history with, with as Led Zeppelin with me. And also living in, in Toronto, especially where I lived in Scarborough, there was a, in, 
in there was Toronto and then more specifically there was Scarborough and then more specifically there was West Hill and then even more tiny specifically there's a place called uh I guess it was the Rouge River or the Rouge Valley or, or West Rouge or something like that. And uh, my friends and I, and I think some other people around that time, we called people from that part of Scarborough or that part of West Hill Rouge Rats, which is a, a very funny and stupid word but or term, but we called them that. And Rouge Rats listened to Led Zeppelin and ACDC and, um, I don't know, the, 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 this kind of burnout, what I and my friends, I think, at the time called like burnout rock. So we, we thought of these, these Rouge Rats Led Zeppelin fans as, um, as, as, you know, kind of skids and burnouts and, and again, going back, what I said, what I said earlier, for me, it was, it was all about Metallica and even Kiss. Although Kiss came along only five years after, uh, Led Zeppelin. It seemed like a completely different generation. And I'm going on and on. This why, this is why this one's going to be different. It's more about Led Zeppelin as a whole band rather than their individual albums. I don't know if I'm going to, stumble and fumble way my way through Led Zeppelin's catalog. Uh, but I'm, I'm telling you about my history with Led Zeppelin. So I, as I said, I had a chip on my shoulder about Led Zeppelin. I heard them on the radio all the time. Another reason why I got, why I think I hated them, they, they were on the radio constantly. I, was, I used to listen to, at the time it was even called classic rock, and now I guess it's even more appropriate. Although then at the time classic rock was only a few years old. So I, I uh, and I, again, I had a little bit of an attitude towards anything that was played on the radio. Um, sometimes I liked a lot of stuff that was on the radio and I learned a lot of uh, great music from, from hearing it on the radio. Going back to Led Zeppelin. So yeah, so I, I really had a, a bad attitude about Led Zeppelin. To me, they were burnout rock, skid rock. They weren't, they weren't metal. They were, they were the band that people that I were older than me liked and I didn't. I didn't like it. So, um, God, I'm, I'm just going in a, a giant circle here. So the, I, th I think the, not I think for sure, the first Led Zeppelin record I ever got was, uh, all the way back in an old time in the days of yore and yesteryear, uh, in a year of, in the year of 2011, it was, uh, Led Zeppelin Mothership, the greatest hits album. That was almost like a wedding gift to myself. I got married in 2011. And we got some, uh, our, our wedding registers with a store here in Mexico called Liverpool. It's a big department store and uh, kind of a high-end department store, like a Sears or Macy's or something like that. And we registered there and um, so we, we, with everybody who bought something there, we got some credit. And with that credit, I used it to buy uh, Led Zeppelin Mothership. I thought, ah, oh, it's, it's about time that I, I had been away from rock radio at that point for about five years. I lived in Mexico at that point. For five years, so I was far removed from classic rock radio. So I was, at this point, you know, Stairway to Heaven and Whole Lot of Love, Black Dog, Rock and Roll. Uh, th those songs were, I hadn't heard them, I guess, for a long time. I thought, I'm going to try Led Zeppelin. So I, I bought Mothership, and I really liked it. And I thought, ah, these are great songs. Now they're their hits. So I, I liked them so much that I went back and I bought all their albums. So what I'm going to talk about here in this uh, review, and I should say it's... I, don't like the word review, but it's more like my thoughts about Led Zeppelin. To me, review has a, a negative connotation. So I'm, I'm going to talk about Led Zeppelin albums. I went back and bought them all. And they're, um, maybe I'll reference this. They're what they're called, what I call, and this is, I coined this term, they're go-back albums. Um, what that means is, what I think it means, 
is they were they were albums that I went back and listened to after I had already you know gotten into a band. So I, I wasn't into Led Zeppelin in 1969 when their first album came out, and I wasn't into them in 1978 or what 79 whatever when their last album came out. I went back, so it was all new to me. So. I'm going to try to talk about Led Zeppelin for the next, I don't know how long this is going to be. I think not as long as maybe my other ones, thankfully or not. Um, those other ones I, I talked about, as I said, Faith No More and uh, Anthrax, Slayer, Motorhead, Kiss, Iron Maiden, Metallica. These are bands I could talk about in my sleep. I, I think I might struggle with Led Zeppelin. I'll defer to anybody, anybody who's watching this. I, it's almost a guarantee that you know you know more about Led Zeppelin than I do. And uh, your opinion is much more meaningful than mine is, because I, I really don't know much about Led Zeppelin, despite the fact that I have all their uh, their catalog, and I'm going to talk about that. So if you had told me in uh, 1980, 80, 1983, 84, that in 2020 or 2020, however you like to say that year, that I would be doing a, a is it, I don't know if this is a podcast or... What? If you had said I would be doing a, a podcast on YouTube about Led Zeppelin, I would have said, what the hell is a podcast and what the hell is YouTube? Because those things didn't exist back then. But here I am in 2020, I'm going to talk about Led Zeppelin, and it might be a disaster. It could be even an unmitigated disaster. I don't, I'm not sure what that word means, but I think I'm using it correctly. I hear people say unmitigated with disaster. This, this could be really, really bad, because I'm not sure how much I have to say about Led Zeppelin. That's why I'm doing this. I'm extending. I think I've already been around, uh, I don't have a timer in front of me. I think I'm around probably seven or eight or nine minutes so far. So starting right now, I'm going to talk about Led Zeppelin, what I can do. So I did, uh, I did go back and buy other albums. When I, as I said, when I bought uh, Mothership in 2011, I liked it enough that I thought I need to, to, to dig a little bit deeper and, and really learn about Led Zeppelin. And, and as you'll see, that was it wasn't a mistake, but I still maybe I have to dig deeper. So th this is their first album. This is the first Led Zeppelin album. This came out in 1969. Uh, as I've done in the in these other videos, I'm going to talk about my favorite album and my favorite songs from each album, and I could expand it to my favorite albums ever by this band. In this case, Led Zeppelin. I'm going to start with this one. This is probably my not probably this is for sure my my favorite Led Zeppelin album. This is the only album I would say of Led Zeppelin that I love. There are, there are some other ones I like, and I, I would say Led Zeppelin is one of those bands, maybe like uh, Pearl Jam, um, maybe R.E.M. is like this too. Um, I'm not sure who else. I got a new kitten. She's playing back here. Cameo. Uh, that, that, that I think doesn't have a bad album. There might be some that, some that you don't like, but... I, they don't, Led Zeppelin, I think, doesn't have a music from The Elder or a St. Anger or a, uh, whatever that really bad Neil Young album was, uh, Trans, I think, in the early 80s. Led Zeppelin, I think, doesn't have a bad one. But this is the only one that I truly love. I, every, I, and I'm really, really familiar with this one too. I'll talk about that. Uh, I love this album. This is, this is for me a really, really, really good album. And something kind of funny about Led Zeppelin, I've mentioned before, I'm a lyrics guy. I love learning the lyrics to songs. And generally, I learn lyrics pretty quickly. I don't know if there's any any single Led Zeppelin song that I know 100% of lyrics to, including Stairway to Heaven. I, I think there are still a few, few lines of Stairway to Heaven when I'm 
when that song is played and I'm singing along and it comes on, I have to just shut my mouth for a minute because I don't know. But uh, this this one is fairly close. Uh, I know, Good Times, Bad Times. I think I do know all the lyrics to Good Times, Bad Times. In the days of my youth, I was told what it means to be a man. Now I've reached that age, I try to do all those things the best I can. No matter how I try, I find my way in the same old jam, Good Times, Bad Times. You know, I've had my share. When my woman left home with a run-on man, I still don't seem to care. Um, that was partially because um, Nuclear Assault, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a metal guy, Nuclear Assault was a, a great thrash metal band in the 80s and maybe into the 90s, and they did a cover of Good Times, Bad Times. That, that helped me to get into it, and I'll talk maybe as I go about other bands who have done covers of Led Zeppelin, which I, in many cases, like more than the originals. So getting back to this one, um, yeah, Good Times, Bad Times, that's it's kind of funny to say that the, the first song on the first album is one of my is might be my favorite uh, songs ever by that band. But good times, bad times could be one of my no no could be it is for sure one of my favorites. Might even be number one. I love good times, bad times. Um, babe, I'm gonna leave you. That's okay. You shook me. You know you shook me. Good. Uh, that's a, a bluesy song. Something else I'll say about Led Zeppelin is. I know there are people that, that hate Led Zeppelin and their their Rolodex reply whenever the, the uh, Led Zeppelin comes up, either online or in a conversation, is to say, you know, to make a joke about how they don't write their own songs, they, they stole songs, or they uh, blatantly ripped them off or something. Uh, I know You Shook Me is not a Led Zeppelin song, but I do like that one. Dazed and Confused. I love Dazed and Confused. This was another one when I was a, a kid, a really young kid. I heard this song. I didn't like it. I thought it was long and boring. And now, this is this is another one. This, this was a go-back album. When I when I heard Dazed and Confused much, much later as I got into other music, it sounds totally like a Black Sabbath song. Now, I know I should say a Black Sabbath song sounds more like Dazed and Confused because uh, Led Zeppelin and this album came out before... A little bit before Black Sabbath, a year before. But when I, when I, um, when I, as a, 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 as I got a little bit older and really got a little bit more into Led Zeppelin, and I heard Days and Fuse, I thought, man, this, I love this song. This is, this is how, this is really like a Black Sabbath song. So Days Confused is a great one too. Uh, your time is gonna come. I'm not gonna go through these um, track by track. Uh, Black Mountainside, that's an instrumental, I think. Communication Breakdown, great riff in that song. And another, speaking of covers, Iron Maiden did a cover of um, Communication Breakdown on, it was a B-side to something, I can't remember, something from No Prayer for the Dying, maybe? Excellent, that, that was a great, that was a, that was a heavy metal riff. I wouldn't say Led Zeppelin was the first heavy metal band, that's Black Sabbath, which I talked about when I did Black Sabbath. But Led Zeppelin did, have some very, what later you could say were metalish riffs, including um, Communication Breakdown. Uh, I Can't Quit You Baby. I always got confused between uh, uh, Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You, and I Can't Quit You Baby. They had these Babe and Baby songs. And uh, How Many More Times, that's another one. And ha, I did go through almost track by track. How Many More Times is also on the, the very short list of my favorite Led Zeppelin songs ever. That's, uh, I'll put this down. That's, um, one of my amazing songs. That to me, that, that is almost like Led Zeppelin's signature song. That, it's, uh, eight, nine minutes, something like that. And it, 
It has a, a great uh, bass, and then the, the riff comes in, and the song goes on a, a, a real, it sounds stupid to say, but a real journey. It, it starts like this, and then it goes around, and it moves to something completely different than how it started, and then it does a circle, and it ends up coming back to where to, to where it started with that that bass and the, the guitar riff. So, um, what song was that? How Many More Times might be also two of my favorite Led Zeppelin songs ever on this album. Um, the first and the last song, Good Times, Bad Times, and How Many More Times. And they both have the word times in it. I don't know if there's something to that. Probably not. And sorry for the noise. My kitten is playing here. I don't know if, if the microphone is picking that up. So, again, the, the first Led Zeppelin album, 1969. I love it. This is, uh, this has become a, a really, real, a real favorite album of mine, which I can't say about any other Led Zeppelin albums. I, I did try, but, but this one is really, really good. So Led Zeppelin, the first album, 1969, a classic. What else can you say about that? All right, I had to do an unexpected cut there. My uh, my kitten was being naughty. She was doing something that she shouldn't have done, so I had to, to do an unexpected cut there to take care of something. So I'm back, and uh, now after Led Zeppelin was the very creatively named Led Zeppelin too. This is this was the the second Led Zeppelin album. I guess back in the seventies, there 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 was I guess acceptable just say one two Van Halen did the same thing. So this was the second album, second uh, Led Zeppelin album. This came out also in 1969. I think the first one came out in early 69, maybe January, February, March, and this came out towards the end of the year. I'm not too sure about the Led Zeppelin years. I'm not sure how much I'll, I'll go into the years. But uh, so Led Zeppelin two, this one, I'm, and all of the, the subsequent ones I'm going to talk about after the first album, I'm, I'm not into nearly as much as the first album. But still, I, I do like this album. Um, th this had... Uh, a, a, Quite a uh, how many one, two, three at least four what I would say classics. I don't know if Led Zeppelin actually had uh, hits or, or singles, but at least what became rock rate classic rock radio staples. This this album had quite a few. Uh, the first song of course was Whole Lot of Love. Everybody knows that song. God, I was I hated that song so much as a, as a teenager. It was on the radio constantly, and all the the Rouge Rats, the Burnouts, the Skids were listening to it. I just hated that song. I I do like it now. That um, it is it is a very good song. It's not that I ever liked it, but it's kind of funny how when you get tired of something, when you just get beat over the head with it. Uh, I've talked about this before. Kiss, rock and roll all night, and we are the champions and. Um, we will rock you and, I don't know, crazy train and enter Sandman. You just get so tired of it, you, your opinion changes. So now it's changed back. But Whole Lot of Love, I do, um, I, I love that song. Whole Lot of Love is a great song. Um, this one I'm not as familiar with as, a, as I mentioned with the first album. I'm largely just familiar with the singles from, from now on. I, don't know too much after that. Heartbreaker was a good one, not a single, but that was another, I guess, kind of radio hit. It had a great little uh, guitar solo in it. Similar to, as I mentioned earlier about, um, uh, what did I mention? Um, 
I can't remember, but but going back a, a lot of bands later, and I will say that with Led Zeppelin, as I as I heard them more as an, and as I got older, I started to realize a lot of the bands that I did like, how much they were borrowing from Led Zeppelin, and one of those those cases was a Heartbreaker. That little guitar solo in the middle, I thought, wow, that really sounds like Kiss, or it sounds like Ace Frehley, who's my Kiss is my favorite band ever, I guess you could say, debatable, and. Um, so I, I can't say that it sounds like Ace Frehley. I should say Ace Frehley sounds like like Jimmy Page on Heartbreaker. But as I, as I got older, I thought, wow, that, that I can I can really see now where where Kiss got uh, or where Ace Frehley got a lot of inspiration from Heartbreaker, uh, Living Loving Made. That's a great song too. Great riff, great groove. Let's have a lot of a lot of songs that were. Um, that had a real groove to them. I don't know if I'll remember as I continue to, to mention them, but Living Loving Made had an excellent groove to it. Ramble On, that was another one that, uh, I love that one, that uh, that, that was a, an acoustic song, mostly. Well, the intro and the, the, the first, I don't know how long, minute and a half, two minutes, was uh, very, uh, it was acoustic, very nice song, beautiful song, and the, the cool, um, I don't know what it is that, that uh, John Bonham is playing. It's, it's, uh, it sounds like a drum pad or something. But Ramble On is great. And speaking of John Bonham, I'll, I'll take this time to say, for me, John Bonham was the star of Led Zeppelin. I don't know if there are too many bands. I don't know if there's any other band where, to me, the drummer was, was uh, responsible for the signature sound. And this was something, again, I didn't realize until... Many, many, many years later, even decades later, John Bonham, I can't say he's one of my favorite drummers because he, as I said, I, I got into them far too late to say something like that. But man, John Bonham, what, what an identifiable sound and style he has. And I, I'm not a drummer or a guitarist or a bassist or a singer, so I can't really say too much. And I feel like a little bit of a jerk talking too much about that. But... What a, what a, a sound and style! One of the the only bands that you can identify by the drums. Um, so so Ramblon had had that that great just a, a little uh, intro. I love it. Uh, now oh, speaking of drums, Moby Dick was the this is another kind of throwback again relating Kiss to Led Zeppelin. Kiss on the Revenge album. Uh, they they had a, Eric Carr had died the year or two years before. And they, they put an old song in there called Car Jam 81, which to me, I didn't know it at the time, because at the time, I don't think I knew Moby Dick, or maybe I'd heard it, but I wasn't familiar with it. And to me, Moby Dick, or uh, the Car Jam 80, 81 from Kiss, clearly lifted from, from Moby Dick. It, it had, uh, I, I think it would have been weak to just put a drum solo on the album, so they kind of put like a musical instrumental, which led into the drum solo. And I think Moby Dick... Um, was, I think, pretty clearly, I'm sure I'm the last one to know this, was a, a pretty clear um, influence for, for Car Jam 81 and Bring It On Home. That one, I, I mean, I know it, but I'm not, don't really have too much to say about this. So also a good album. Um, I feel like a lot of these songs I need to go back and revisit. I know, ah, The Lemon Song and Thank You, those are, those are pretty good. But yeah, Bring It On Home, I'm not, What Is and What Should Never Be, I'm not too familiar with those. Yeah, Lemon Song and Thank You, those are good too. So, so this is a good album too. Again, I can't say too much about uh, um, about any bad Led Zeppelin albums. And I should say also, tell me what if I'm wrong. I, I don't know what the fan consensus is. 
I know what Led Zeppelin album is considered by the the general population to be their greatest album, but I don't know what what are the fan favorites. Where does where does Led Zeppelin two rank? You have to tell me. I don't know. Um, what do you think was after number two? Would you be surprised if it was called Led Zeppelin three? It was. It was Led Zeppelin three. And this is another. And this is probably one that I'm the least familiar with. Again, just just with the the singles or the classic rock staples. Uh, Immigrant song. The first song in this was Immigrant song. Great riffs. Led Zeppelin did have really good riffs. Uh, other than that, I'm not too. Well, I'm not overly familiar with this with this album. This was, um, I think, a little bit quieter than the first two albums. A little bit less rock and more. Uh, I wouldn't say folksy, but it, I think it had more acoustic guitar. It was a little bit more gentle, a little you know softer. Uh, let me go through this. What else? Um, out on the Tiles, again, going back to covers, uh, Blind Melon. I love Blind Melon. They did a cover of Out on the Tiles. It was pretty good, too. It was never released. Um, I, I really don't know too much about this album. Yeah, that's, that's really all I can say. Um, hats off to Roy Harper. I do remember that one. I think that was one of the ones that they stole or lifted. I think that was one of these songs, like a, um, Whiskey in the Jar, kind of one of these songs that I think any, like a, what do they call it, traditional, that anybody can use it and they can kind of twist it and do whatever they want with it. So Led Zeppelin III, uh, aside from Immigrant Song, I'm not overly familiar. And I, I mentioned at the beginning, don't, don't get mad at me and say, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. I know that I don't know what I'm talking about. And I said that at the beginning. So I, I can't say too much about this one. Again, tell me, where does this one rank? Is, is this, uh, is, is this, do people like, do Led Zeppelin heads? Zepp heads, I guess, Led Zeppelin fans, do they like this album? For me, again, I can't say I don't like it. It's just there's there's nothing on here that really caught my attention. So I, I wish I could uh, extend this and talk about Led Zeppelin 3 longer, but that's about all I can say. Uh, what do you call this one? Is it, is it Led Zeppelin 4? Is it Zoso? Is it Untitled? I'm not sure, but this is... I'll put this down for a second while I talk about it. This is, this is the first Led Zeppelin album that I really heard from, from front to back. I had a friend when I lived in Scarborough in Toronto, a guy called Joe Hutchinson. And he had this album. This was probably 83. And again, I, I knew the singles, but I didn't know the albums. And he had this one. He was a year or two older than me. And I used to go to his house and he, we would, he would play this album or we would listen to this album. And I knew it. So this is the first Led Zeppelin album that I was familiar with. And I know it's considered one of the greatest albums, one of the greatest rock albums ever recorded. Like, uh, I, I guess the, the Beatles, the White Album, and um, or Sgt. Pepper's, I don't know. And uh, what else? The, what else? Uh, Appetite for Destruction, maybe the first Boston album, Pearl Jam 10, uh, Kiss Destroyer, uh, maybe that's reaching a bit. So this, this was the, the Rouge Rat uh, Bible. This is the one that if you don't know what I'm talking about when I say Rouge Rats, you have to go back. This this is the one that everybody worshipped. This was the one that was that had, I guess, the the most number of songs on the radio or the songs that were played the most. It had Stairway to Heaven, it had Black Dog, and arguably their their two Stairway to Heaven is not arguably. It's their their biggest song ever. I wouldn't say their best, but this this album 
This is not my opinion. This is not even close to being one of my favorite albums ever. Probably not even in my top 50. Maybe not even in my top 100. But my opinion doesn't matter and your opinion doesn't matter. We're talking about the opinion of the, the musical community. And in that, in that uh, regard, this is probably one of the top 10, top 20 albums ever. Probably considered the best Led Zeppelin album ever. But nobody knew what it was called. Uh, it just says, uh, it has these, uh, I don't know if you can see it, it just has the, the symbols on it. It was maybe like before Prince, the symbol album. So yeah, Black Dog, ah, rock and roll, I forgot about that. Been a long time since rock and roll. Rock and roll, Black Dog, uh, Stairway to Heaven. I, uh, I guess those are the only really big radio songs. Now, this one does also have maybe my favorite Led Zeppelin song ever. I mentioned... Um, the first album had Good Times, Bad Times, and How Many More Times. The second and third albums, they didn't really have anything that I would consider my favorite. Misty Mountain Hop might be a very on the very short list uh, of a frontrunners for being my favorite Led Zeppelin song ever. I mentioned earlier about Grooves. That song had the uh, just a great, great groove. And when the drums come in... Misty Mountain Hop, very, very possibly my favorite Led Zeppelin song. I love that one. Man, oh man, I, I really love that one. Um, Going to California was another one that was, or not another one, this this was kind of, I, I guess now it is, it is uh, this is I think the first time I mentioned it. it. It ended up, there's Pearl Jam, which is also one of my favorite bands ever. I've seen Pearl Jam close to 20 times, which is more than anybody. And they have a song called uh, Given the Fly, which is on their album called Yield in 1998. They clearly lifted from, um, uh, from, uh, what song was I talking about? Oh, from Going to California. Very, very, they're upfront about it. And so Going to California was another one I didn't really get into at the time, but then when I had the Pearl Jam connection to it, I went back. So I, I do love Going to California. This, I do love this album. This is, this is maybe of the, of the eight, I think, Led Zeppelin albums, studio albums. I think there are three that I love, and this is one of them. Even though this is very, very overplayed, uh, I, I do love it. Uh, and when the levee breaks, if it keeps on raining, the levee's going to break. That's a good song, too. Down covered that. Down is a great, great band for me. Spoiler alert, I'm going to be talking about Down. I'm going to be doing one of these videos about Down. So when the levee breaks is a, another one that I got into more because of Down. But th this album is excellent. Um, there's a reason why... Same with Metallica, the Black Album, and same with, uh, I don't know what other ones. There's a reason why Back in Black, or there's a reason why this has sold as many albums as it did, and it's because it's good. So I, I do really, really like Led Zeppelin. God, I hated this album so much. I, I resented this album, I think, when I was 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 25 years old, 30 years old. I, I would say I resented this, but I do like it now. Led Zeppelin... Four Zoso symbol album untitled whatever you want to call it it's a classic after that their first album that had an actual name this this one was called Houses of the Holy and this came out I forgot to mention the uh, the years I, I think uh, the fourth Led Zeppelin came out in 71 maybe maybe this was 73 this is the other this is my the the third of the the three of the eight that I've mentioned that I that I that I would say that I love is uh, the first one, the fourth one, 
And this one, the fifth one, House of the Holy. I, I do like this album a lot. I'm still not totally familiar with it. I feel like I do have more to learn about this one. Um, song remains the same. I think especially this one, the second half of this, often albums are, are better in the first half. I don't know if that's my... Uh, I'm sure I'm not, I'm not the only one who thinks that. I'm not that unique. But this one, this one, the second half of this album is great. Uh, Dancing Days, Dancing Days are here again. Jermaker, which when I was a kid, I thought it was called Dire Maker. I, I think for a long time I thought that was called. That's a, I love that song, No Quarter. I'm going to go back to putting this down. That means I'm getting serious. Uh, no Quarter, maybe number one. I would say Good Times, Bad Times, How Many More Times. Um, what other one did I say from the fourth album? Um, hold on, I have to go back. Check my notes. Oh, Misty Mountain Hop, of course. And uh, No Quarter might be number one. I would say maybe I would I would slide uh, Good Times, Bad Times down to number four. Not because it's not good, but it was a simple song. It's two and a half or three minutes long. And the other ones that I liked, especially No Quarter, were much longer. Very grand. I love The Real Thing by Faith No More, which is eight minutes. I love Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner by Iron Maiden is my favorite song. Maybe my favorite song in the history of recorded music. It's 13 or 14 minutes. Also, Empire of the Clouds, Iron Maiden is over 18 minutes. Um, sometimes when, when there's a real centerpiece of an album or, or that a band does, it really sticks to the North Quarter. It's not their longest song, but it's, um, it is very dramatic. It, it has a, a great feel to it. It's very quiet, mellow, very atmospheric. So, so No Quarter might be my single favorite Led Zeppelin song ever. And then The Ocean and the Beastie Boys sampled The Ocean on, uh, not rhyming and stealing. I can't remember. And I, I like Beastie Boys. Not enough that I could do one of these videos, but I was a pretty big Beastie Boys fan. So it was cool that they, uh, they sampled The Ocean. There, 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 there. We done four. Oh, yeah, I'm not going to see it. Um, and then going back to the first half, uh, song remains the same. Ah, Over the Hills and Far Away. That's another good one. Very quiet, folksy, acoustic song. I do like that one. So this is a real favorite. I would say this is my second favorite Led Zeppelin album. The first one is my first one. Uh, House of the Holy is my second favorite. And Led Zeppelin 4 is also the untitled album is my third favorite. After that, I don't really have what I would call a favorite. So House of the Holy, excellent. I, I really like this album a lot. Uh, it's a good one. And still with Led Zeppelin, I feel like I, I need to learn more. I, le I need to learn the crunge and the rain song. So, House of the Holy, excellent album. Uh, now we were into, I'm not sure, as I mentioned, the, the years of Led Zeppelin uh, albums. This monster called uh, called Physical Graffiti, this this was two discs, as you can see, the, the Swan Song logo. This was this was two discs. This was a this was a huge album. Not literally, this is physically the same size as every album in recorded history. But I I guess in terms of scope, I didn't know until many, many, many years after, probably in the internet age, that this was uh, the reason this was long. This was eighty or eighty-two minutes, something like this. Um which is why it was a, not just a double album at the time. At the time, this came out in 70, what did I say, 75? Maybe it was 74, 73, 75, I don't know, I'm not sure. I'll have to go back and look. Or you can mention in the comments how uninformed I am by not knowing the year. Uh, when this came out, I guess it was a double album, which was actual records. I think at that point, the most you could fit on a record was maybe around 50 minutes. So this, this even did require a double CD. Yeah, it's, it's 80, 82 minutes, something like that. 
And th this was a combination of, as I mentioned, I only learned during the internet age. The reason why this was so, so long and, and so, so big was they had, I don't know, and again, I don't know the history of Led Zeppelin, so I can't really say too much. And I'm track by track, I don't know, um, what, what goes with what. But I guess they had recorded eight or nine or ten new songs and recorded new songs for this album. And then they went back and took some old songs that were, I guess, from the House of the Holy and maybe even as far back as Led Zeppelin 3 and Led Zeppelin 4, maybe even the first one, I'm not sure. Songs that were, that were laying around that they dusted off and then put back on, uh, on physical graffiti. Van Halen did a similar thing with a different kind of truth. So I, again, I, I can't say I know which, uh, I, I mean, a real Led Zeppelin nerd, a Zepp head would know these. This is, this is, I have so much to learn about this album. There, there was not too much about this album that was played on the radio, which is maybe a good thing. Um, in my time of dying, I can't hear that song without thinking of, uh, Soundgarden and Chris Cornell. They covered it. It was actually the last song that Chris Cornell ever sang, which is the last song that Soundgarden ever did before uh, Chris Cornell committed suicide. Shortly after the concert, they played in Soundgarden playing in Detroit, and they, they, they closed with uh, In My Time of Dying, and you know what happened. So I, I can't think of that. House of the Holy, um, that, that's, a, that's another one. That I think that's another one that has a, a good groove. I mentioned earlier with Misty Mountain Hop and uh, Living Loving Mate, I think it was, that had a good groove. Trampled Underfoot, weird song, good. Cashmere, maybe one of their, one of their signature songs for sure. I don't know if it's, um, Stairway to Heaven or, ah, you know what? I'm going to go back. I didn't really talk about Stairway to Heaven. Let me, let me put this down. If, if I could, I would cut this, but I'm not going to do that. Let me, let me go back a little bit to, um, to, to, to this one, the, the Zoso or Four or Untitled. Stairway to Heaven, some would say maybe the, the most famous or the best or the, the most popular, the most played rock song ever, Stairway to Heaven. It's eight, nine minutes, something like that. As I mentioned, I don't know the words that. I hated that song so much. Uh, just every time it came on the radio, it, I don't think I turned it off, but I, I just, it, it just bugged me. That song bugged me. Now I love it. I, I do love Stairway to Heaven. It is overplayed. It's become one of these things that it's common that if you go into a music store, a guitar store, if you pick up a guitar to play, if you play uh, Stairway to Heaven, they're, they're going to kick you out. So I think similar to, stair, to um, um, Enter Sandman. Uh, but I, I do love, uh, as, as I said, I've been away from, from classic rock radio for a long time. So Stairway to Heaven, I, I was... Uh, Remiss, I think is the word. Again, I'm not sure if I'm using the words right. I think I was remiss in not really talking about Stairway to Heaven, which is maybe Led Zeppelin's uh, signature song. I would say Stairway to Heaven or ah, Black Dog, Whole Lot of Love, Cashmere. I, I would say uh, I'll, I'll go back here and, and pick up Cashmere again. Maybe, maybe Cashmere or Stairway to Heaven is their signature song. Uh, and I don't know the, the, the lyrics to it. I know Cashmere, uh, oh, let the sun beat down upon my face. <laughs> That's about all I know about Cashmere. I, Led Zeppelin was one of those bands I was much more into the music than the, the vocals. And maybe that's a good time for me to talk about another reason why I maybe didn't like Led Zeppelin as much as I should have or as much as everybody else. I never liked Robert Plant as a singer. Before you get angry and, and, uh, 
Call me all kinds of names for the four people that are watching this. I'm not saying he's a bad singer. I'm not saying he sucks. Um, Luciano Pavarotti was a great singer. I could care less about that guy. He, he doesn't, his, his style is not something I like. And Robert Plant was like that too. And so I just, uh, if Robert Plant, I mean, if Led Zeppelin had had a, a, a different singer, I maybe, they maybe would have been my, my favorite band. I was much more into them musically than vocally. So that's what I have to say about Robert Plant. Um, going back here. Ah, now a couple of kind of deep, I don't know if they're deep tracks, but uh, Down by the Seaside and Ten Years Gone, which are back-to-back. -back. Those are excellent songs. Those are ones that, maybe two of the Led Zeppelin non-classic rock tracks that I really, really like. Um, those, those are kind of, especially uh, Down by the Seaside, kind of a very gentle mellow, soft, very nice song. So a good, uh, a good one-two combination there of uh, Down by the Seaside and Ten Years Gone, uh, Boogie with Stew, kind of, that's a, I think another, that was, yeah, that was a cover for sure. Kind of a, a fun song, Boogie with Stew. So, so this one, I feel like it, it's very, very, it's, it's a lot to take in this album, which is maybe one of the reasons why, maybe this is their signature album, maybe, maybe Led Zeppelin 4 or this one, I think is their, the one that, that people really, really, Led Zeppelin fans and rock fans really love physical graffiti. Not even close to being my favorite. I, I just need to uh, to dig deeper. And uh, a little mention here. I'm not sure if it's exactly the same thing, but this uh, this this kid. This is um, I think it's in not I think it is somewhere in New York City. Um, not sure where. It's it's an actual building. This kid. I guess on the stoop was maybe, it's something related to, uh, Wicked Lester, the, the Wicked Lester that, who became Kiss. Um, I, I think they, uh, had, not, not, it wasn't from this picture, but something similar to that. Anyway, I'm not going to talk about Wicked Lester or Kiss. So, physical graffiti for such a long album, I, I feel like I'm shortchanging people because I don't have too much to say. Maybe you should be thankful for that. Physical graffiti. Next up. Uh, this album, th this was, um, this is called Presence. This came out, I guess, in 75, 76, something like that. This is one, again, I'm not too familiar with this one, but it does have at least another, maybe to round out my top five Led Zeppelin songs ever, although it's not a, I think it's a, it is a cover. Nobody's Fault But Mine. Uh, going back to what I said about John Bonham, I, I would say maybe John Paul Jones too. Uh, but what a, Thunderous that um doom 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 that when um after the guitar intro comes in and um uh nobody's fault but mine when the bass and the drums kick in. It's just thunderous, I think is the best word to describe it. Just enormous power in that song. And and another great groove in that one. Same with Misty Mountain Hop and uh Living Loving Maid and whatever other ones I've mentioned. Ah, and there was a song also on physical graffiti. I can't remember, and sorry for going back and forth like this. I know it's very unprofessional, but there there was a song on physical graffiti, and I can't remember which one it is. Um, even looking at the track listing, it, I'm not sure because, I, like I said, I'm not too familiar. There's a, a band called Cinderella, and forgive me for talking about Cinderella when I'm talking about Led Zeppelin. But Cinderella had an album in 1988 called Long Cold Winter, and there's a song on there called. Uh, Bad Seamstress Blues, which went into Falling Apart at the Seams. And again, as a go-back, when I when I heard Physical Graffiti, I thought, ah, this this song, whatever it is, really, really reminds me of um, 
this this Cinderella song, Bad Seamstress Blues are falling apart at the seams. Now, obviously, that came out much later, but in my in my world, it came out. Uh, I heard it first. So again, as the you can really see the Led Zeppelin influence. All right, going back to this one, Presence. Yeah, nobody's fault but mine. Led Zeppelin also. I, I mentioned uh, John Paul Jones. Led Zeppelin is maybe something really cool or unique about them is that maybe all of them, I think uh, John Bonham, if you ask people who is the greatest or who is the best or who is the most influential uh, drummer, bassist, uh, guitarist, singer, could be all four members of Led Zeppelin. Uh, you know, there are, Kiss was a, maybe as a band, Kiss was hugely influential to a lot of bands, but I don't know if Peter Chris was was influential as a, as a drummer or if Gene Simmons was influential as a bassist, maybe as a singer or as a, or as a songwriter. But I, I think a lot of people would say John Paul Jones was the was the best uh, bassist of the of all time, or of the seventies at least of these these you know classic rock bands. Jimmy Page too. Everybody, a lot of the bands that I listen to, um, the guitarists Walt were many of them were influenced by Jimmy Page and Ace Frehley and uh, maybe Angus Young and Robert Plant. All the a lot of the bands again that I listen to, the older bands talked about how how much they loved Robert Plant, John Paul Jones, all these guys. So Led Zeppelin. I guess amazing um, at each of each of them individually at what they do. So yeah, uh, nobody's fault but mine. Achilles' Last Stand, I guess, was another huge song. That was that was ten and a half minutes. That's that song, and that was the opening song. Cool, cool way to open an album. Probably not very traditional. Other than that, there's not. Again, similar to Led Zeppelin three, and maybe Physical Graffiti. I'm not extremely. I'm not overly familiar with this album. But it sounds really good. And another thing, speaking of the sounds, because this is going to be related to the album I'm going to talk about next. I, I think, and I don't mean this in a bad way at all, it's similar with Iron Maiden, at least in um, Peace of Mind and Power Slave. And maybe maybe some other bands. Led Zeppelin albums all sounded the same. I think from the first one up into up until Presence, Sonically, the drums for sure. Drums sounded the same. I think even the 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 the, the bass and the guitars sounded the same. It's almost like the, oh, Rat. Rat was the other one that I could say like this. And again, maybe I shouldn't be comparing Rat to Led Zeppelin. Um, it's it's almost like Led Zeppelin went in and they recorded the first. Uh, I guess this is seven albums, and they all sounded exactly the same. They they just put the settings on and they said we're going to record it. And again, not as a, not as a bad way, but they they were different. Every song had a, a variety of you know it had hard rock and some a little bit metalish stuff. They had some ah, I hate saying folksy, some quiet you know songs like that. So within each album there was a lot of variety, but from album to album there wasn't too much difference uh, until I think uh, the next album. This was in through the outdoor. This came out in seventy. 77, uh, I've maybe, I love, love, oh, it looks like 79, I'm off by a couple of years. This, this one had, um, keyboards or even synthesizer, Carousel Ambra, and Carousel Ambra for sure had that, that weird, I don't know if it's keyboard or synthesizer intro, and I think had it through, through most of the, of the song, and it's a long song, it's, uh, Ten and a half minutes, Carousel Ambra. I don't know what people thought at that time. Maybe in 1979, people, this this maybe would have had the same reaction as the Black Album would have had. 
1991. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people, maybe if you like this kind of music, you don't like change and you don't like keyboards. It wasn't, they weren't going into a, a new wave sound here, but I would imagine if you were a Led Zeppelin fan through the 70s and then this came out in 1979, you might have been disappointed. Maybe the, if anybody's watching this, of the, the three people that are remaining watching this, if you're a Led Zeppelin, if you're older than me and you were a Led Zeppelin fan back then, what did you think of, of Led Zeppelin using so much, uh, they, they were so keyboard heavy on this album. Now, All My Love was the next song. That also had keyboards, but I think that was more acceptable. Those keyboards were more, they sounded almost like, like strings. They, they fit the song better. Um, Hot Dog, that's another, I like Hot Dog. That, that's very, I think a very un-Led Zeppelin song, uh, sounding song. It, it doesn't have a, I don't think it's, it has, it doesn't have the signature Led Zeppelin song. But I, I really like Hot Dog. That's, a, that's one I gotta go back and get into. I, I really like Hot Dog. Very fun. Um, in the Evening, I'm kinda going, going all over the place here. In the Evening was one that, again, going back, when I heard this many, many years later after it came out, decades later, when I heard In the Evening, I thought, wow, that sounds like, like old Def Leppard, like, like the first, from the first maybe two or maybe even the third up to Pyromania era Def Leppard. It sounded, like what would become kind of like an 80s rock sound. This album in general, I think had, as I mentioned, I think they, they changed their sound on this one. This this really stands out. Now, I'm, I'm kind of going back and forth here. Fool, ah, you know what? Fool in the Rain. Fool in the Rain, I think I might have had that as a single. That that was, um, that might have been, I might have had that on a 7-inch single around... 80 around there, 79 or 80. I, I think I did have Fool in the Rain. That again could be one of my favorite Led Zeppelin songs ever. I, I really, really like Fool in the Rain. And Pearl Jam covered that with um, Robert Plant on vocals. They did a show in Chicago in 2003 and Robert Plant opened it for Pearl Jam at the House of Blues and they did um, they did Fool in the Rain. I think Robert Plant sang it. Um, but yeah, Fool in the Rain is another one. So even though this is, I think, a very different Led Zeppelin, Led Zeppelin album, I do like it. Short, well, in terms of songs, only seven songs, although it was probably 44, 45 minutes, like all Led Zeppelin songs, albums. Ha! Kevin Montavon, did you catch that one? Go watch the Ticket Stubs podcast, uh, here on YouTube. My friend Kevin Montavon and his friend Todd do that. And we talk a little bit about how I always confuse the word songs and albums. I know that this is an album, and I know these individual seven selections are called songs, but sometimes your brain short circuits, short circuits and you say albums when you mean songs, and you say songs when you mean album. Um, now I can't remember what I was saying. Oh yeah, so so this was, uh, yeah, only seven songs, but I like this album well enough. I think this was a time when Led Zeppelin fans maybe started to, to get turned off, which was maybe good timing because this was their, ended up being their last album. So th this was uh, a little bit of a mix. Hot Dog, I'm, I'm gonna have to get into that more. I, I like that song. And Fool in the Rain, um, I'm gonna go listen to that. I think when this is, when I'm finished this video, I might listen to that. So that was, um, that was the end of Led Zeppelin's studio albums, kind of. Uh, in 79 or 1980, John Bonham died and Led Zeppelin called it quits. They, they put out a statement, I don't know how long after John Bonham died, they said, we, we were not going to continue, Led Zeppelin is officially over. Now, 
brackets, parenthesis, but related to that. Um, that, that changed. I, I kind of, uh, looking back on it now, that, that changed things for every band because then every band who had some, a member of their band died. Now, especially in the internet era, everybody likes to, to go back and say, and this is especially true with, uh, true with Cliff Burton when, when he died. I don't think people said it then, but in the internet age where everybody has to have an opinion and usually a really, uh, strong and stupid and probably uninformed or ill-informed opinion. So using Cliff Burton and Metallica as an example, God, over the years I've heard people say, Led's, uh, Metallica should have called it quits. They should have followed in Led Zeppelin's footsteps. When the guy died, they should have, they should have ended the band. And that happened with also, uh, I can't remember some other bands. So that, that kind of, it's a, uh, kind of a bad thing about, in addition to the fact that the guy died and the band ended, that kind of set the stage for everybody to say, this band also, you should have followed Led Zeppelin's example. But I don't think that you should stop just because maybe Bon Scott was another one. I don't know if people at the time said that ACDC should have quit after Bon Scott died. Imagine if that had happened. And another spoiler, I'm gonna, I'm gonna spoiler alert, I'm gonna talk about it. I'm gonna do one of these videos with ACDC too. So, um, now the only Led Zeppelin album that I don't have, I guess a year or two after they, after John Bonham died, and after they called it quits as a band, they released an album called Coda, which was a, a at the time I had no idea what a Coda was. I was like 11 or 12 years old. Um, it's a great album titled Coda. It was, I guess, some leftover songs, uh, that they had recorded. I don't know if they had recorded them shortly before Bonham and died, had, had died, or if they were, uh, old songs, but they, they were, they released this album called Coda, which was eight or nine or ten, um, previously recorded songs, but never previously unreleased songs. The only song I remember from that was Ozone Baby, and even that I'm not really too familiar with. So I, I never did buy that one, but Coda was, uh, I guess technically the last studio album that Led Zeppelin did, uh, but it was a Coda, it was an afterthought. So now, going back to the start of my Led Zeppelin career, I've done a circle here. This was Mothership, this was, I can't remember what year did this come out? Wow, 2007, came out earlier than I thought. I bought it, I think in, yeah, I, meant, I mentioned, I bought it in 2011. So I thought, it's about time, ha, no, stop, cut. I forgot to mention, I bought the Led Zeppelin box set. Led Zeppelin put a box set out in uh, 1990 or 91. CDs was were kind of a new format at that point. They put this box set out on CD and cassette, no vinyl, records as people called it back then. And I, I had a friend, this guy called Don Robinson, and he worked at a, a record store back then. This was in, yeah, I guess in 1990. And he used to, I think he was a manager. He used to give me, he used to give me things. And, um, I guess he couldn't get away with giving me the Led Zeppelin box set, but he did offer it to me at cost. He said, if you, if you want, if you want the Led Zeppelin, uh, box set, I'll give it to you at cost, which at the time CDs were new and they were very expensive back then. It was probably, 50 or 60, maybe 80 or 100 dollars. So I did buy the Led Zeppelin box set on CD in 1990, and it was a big deal back then because there was no, I think at that point there was no Led Zeppelin music on CD, so everybody was, the Zepp heads, I guess, and the Rouge Rats were happy that, that, uh, they could finally listen to Led Zeppelin on CD. So 
So I bought that, never really listened to it. Uh, I thought that would be my gateway. I would introduce myself to Led Zeppelin. And it, it had a cool booklet um, and cool packaging. Box sets were kind of new back then. But I, I just never got into it. And I think I sold it many, many years ago. It, I definitely don't have it here with me now. So this this kind of was the a little bit of a reintroduction to Led Zeppelin. And as I mentioned earlier at the beginning in the first couple of minutes of this video, I, I did like this a lot. I thought, oh, I, I really missed the boat on Led Zeppelin. And I bought this and I, I liked it. Great, great track listing. This was, um, I, I guess when this came out in 2007, that was around the time when, maybe just at the end, when, when greatest hits or compilations or best of albums were kind of relevant. Now, as I've mentioned before, people can make their playlist. They can download individual tracks from Apple Music or iTunes or Napster back in the 2000s. I still, at least once a week, still use SoulSeek, which is a, a program similar to Napster. I, I still, oh, I love SoulSeek. I've been using that since 2004. So you can, you know, download and make your own greatest hits or compilation, al compilation albums now. But it, it was nice to have all of these in one collection. I can't complain anything about this track listing. Good times, bad times, communication breakdown, days and confused. Um, I think it was this album that really got me into No Quarter. I, I, I guess I'd heard No Quarter before, but when I, when I heard it on this, it really, really got my attention. As I mentioned, maybe No Quarter might be not my number one Led Zeppelin, um, song. I was gonna say album, Kevin Montavon. Uh, again, a, a mention that I do that a lot. Uh, let me see if I can get this, uh, booklet out. And it was, it was cool to have packaging. As I've mentioned, uh, a few times, I like having, it's not that I need something to hold in my hands. I'm not a child. I don't need, I don't have ADD. But it was cool to have, you know, actually this was a fairly, ah, this is pretty good. This had, what, one, three, five, seven, nine, eleven, an eleven page, um, um, almost like a mini, mini, mini biography of Led Zeppelin and then very detailed track listings. So for me, it was cool to have this kind of packaging. That, that's why I bought it. And yeah, this is a very, very good hits collection. So, so I, I have um, Mothership, I guess, to thank for getting me kind of back into, into Led Zeppelin or maybe into for the first time. I'm almost finished. Now, I was so much into Led Zeppelin that I did buy Celebration Day. This came out. This was, uh, this was or is a live album. They, they did for years and years. Led Zeppelin never got back together. Everybody knows that when bands break up, especially now with Motley Crue and, uh, uh, you know, Kiss doing farewell tours and Scorpions saying it's their last tour and whoever. Led Zeppelin never did once to their credit. Once they, they broke up in 1979 or 80. They did a very, very short reunion for Live Aid in 1985. I think that was just three or four, maybe five songs, something like that. And other than that, they didn't do anything, and I don't think, until they did this. This was a show, I think the actual concert, it was in, it was in London, I think at Wembley Arena, or Stadium, Wembley Arena, I think. Yeah, it was an arena for sure. And so they, they did this one-off show, this one, one-off concert. And I guess it was 2007, 2008. And it was, uh, the three, John Paul Jones, Robert Plant, and Jimmy Page, and Jason Bonham, John Bonham's son, who had a, not a very good band called Bonham in the 80s that I never liked. And so he was playing drums, filling in for his father. 
And so they did that. They did this show. And then I guess it was many, when did this come out? Um, 2012. I guess the show was 2007. I don't know if, why, why it took five years. I don't know if they were doing overdubs. I think this was pretty highly doctored. Some bands, they put out live albums. Most bands, I think they doctor them at least a little bit. Some of them doctor them a lot. Um, I won't get into who does what. But so, so this album came out in 2012. And at this point, I was kind of getting in a Led Zeppelin kick. And it was a, a double album or, or a double CD with um, the, the, I guess it was the full show. I don't know if they left anything off, but here it is. Again, cool, cool packaging. I, I like having the packaging. And the cool thing about this was there was a DVD of the complete show. Uh, it was how many, 16, 7, 16 songs. And it was the whole show, I think. I don't know, I would have to go back and check if they, if they left anything off. And I'm, I'm just thinking now, ha, going to California is not on here, but something just popped into my head. Going back, just a sec. God, I'm so disorganized. Or un is it disorganized or unorganized? I don't know. Going back to this one. Um, going to California, as I mentioned, Pearl Jam clearly stole Given the Fly from this. Uh, Zach Wild, I, I can't remember if it was Zach Wild or Black Label Society. He did a cover of Going to California that was excellent. And that just popped into my head, so that's why I'm going back to, to Led Zeppelin IVs also. The untitled album. So, so check out uh, Zach Wild or Black Label Society doing going to California, which is not on Celebration Day. Uh, so, so this was cool, and I I think I only listened to this once. Hit as, um, live albums are hit or miss for me. Um, this one I'm sure I listened to once and, and watched the DVD and never really gave it much of a thought after that. This was more to complete the collection, and I love the packaging. It, it's cool. So I wanted to buy it, and I, I assume I got it for a decent price because CDs are unbelievably expensive in Mexico, mostly. Now this came up. I was listening to uh, I listened to a lot of music. I have six thousand songs, something like that, on my phone, maybe maybe more. And sometimes I just put them on shuffle or random, and things come up. Uh, Good times, bad times from this show came up earlier this week. I almost didn't recognize that it. it was so. It sounds so different than the album. It was very, I guess, down-tuned. It, it just sounded very, very low. And I, I guess, obviously, they, they do this to suit Robert Plant's voice. But I, yeah, I don't really know too much about this. I do love it. I love the packaging. I, I like that Led Zeppelin did finally get back together and do a full, proper concert. And you, you can't... Um, you can't say anything bad about the track listing. All my, most of my favorites that I mentioned, Good Times, Bad Times, Ramble On, Black Dog, In My Time of Dying, For Your Life, I don't really care about that one. Trampled Underfoot, Nobody's Fault But Mine, No Quarter, Since I've Been Loving You, Dazed and Confused, There Would Heaven, Song Remains the Same, Misty Mountain Hop, There You Go, my, all my favorites, Cashmere, Whole Lot of Love and Rock and Roll. So, so this one, this, this is, um, great, great, they did a great set list that night. I'm not sure how doctored it was. So I can't, I can't say too much about Celebration Day. And finally, I normally don't do this when I'm doing um, these these videos, these discographies, but I will do it for this one just because I feel like I have more to say. Again, I, I was really getting into Led Zeppelin, so I did buy The Song Remains the Same. This was their, um, their, their concert movie from 1976 or 77, something like that. This was a double, double DVD. 
And it was kind of um, a concert movie with, uh, I guess, a little bit of some behind-the-scenes documentaries type stuff with... Uh, Ah, what what happened with the, the the money and Peter Grant and then somebody stole the money. The money was in a vault in in some hotel, something like this. This is uh, one of the most legendary, I think, uh, concert films ever. This was before bands started doing concert films on a a regular basis. I guess this was a really big deal at the time. So song remains the same. Can't say too much about that. I I didn't buy the album, and also there was the How the West was one. Ha! Now that I think of it, I might have How the West Was One over here in my CD collection. I don't think so. I think I would have seen it. But, uh, so, how about that? Huh? I made it through Led Zeppelin. I, uh, I stumbled, I fumbled, I maybe fell a few times, I picked myself back up, and I, uh, I scraped my knees off, and I dusted myself off, and I finished Led Zeppelin. A band I used to hate, and I stood here and I talked about them for an hour. Uh, however long this is it, I don't know. So I'm, I'm going to do, I'm going to continue to do these. I have a few more kind of, a, I mentioned some of them earlier in the video. I have more than I'm going to do. Each time I think I have like two more that I'm going to do, I, I'm going through my CDs and I think, ah, I'm going to do this band too because I have all their, their discography. So I think I have uh, maybe five more that I'm going to do. I mentioned some of them earlier if you were paying attention. So that's it for Led Zeppelin. Hello to all the Rouge Rats if you're watching. Probably not because I think generally only about a hundred and... 20 to 140 people watch these videos, but uh, hello to the Rouge Rats, to all the classic rock fans, to all the people that are older than me, to all the people that are younger than me and you want to get into this uh, classic rock music and know your history, I, uh, I hope you learn, I don't know if anybody learned anything from this video because I didn't really say too much about it. God, now I'm just talking and talking. So that's it, Led Zeppelin, maybe, maybe the most uh, top three rock bands ever, not in my view, but in... in Musical history, Led Zeppelin, top three for sure. Beatles, Rolling Stones, maybe Led Zeppelin. That's it for Led Zeppelin. Thanks again for watching, scrolling, whatever you did, and stay tuned for more. If uh, if you have anything to say, you can ask me. If you want to call me names, because that's what people do on the internet, if you want to correct me, please feel free to do any of those, those things. And uh, I'll see you in the next one. See ya.